When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 18, paying off six figures of debt with babies. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, everyone. This voice is Jen. This voice is Jill. And we are your frugal friends. We are stoked uh, to have another guest on today. It's another absolutely amazing person that has paid off over $100,000 of debt. Uh, And we're so excited to share her unique knowledge with you because frankly, Jill and I don't know what it's like to have babies. Mm -mm. I've seen it happen. I know it happens. I know it's a thing. And pay off debt while doing it. Yeah. That's the biggest part. Yeah. So we brought Allison from Inspired Budget on to flesh that out and talk about budgeting and everything that they went through paying off six figures of debt um, while having two kids along the way. Mm. So we're so excited for that. But first, we're brought to you by our sponsors. Yeah. So Podcast Crafter, if you guys aren't sick of hearing it yet, here it is again. And you're going to keep hearing it because it's amazing. And it is the only reason that we are a podcast right now. (laughs) Let's be real. So true. If you are interested in doing a podcast, but you know that you too need that little extra help, whether it be with audio or mixing or specialty soundtracks or propagating the podcast after it's all said and done, because that takes time too. If you don't know what propagating even means. Then then you definitely need Podcast Crafter. So check them out at podcastcrafter.com. Yes. And today's episode's also brought to you by the Financial Freedom Planner. Uh, It's a planner that I launched a few weeks ago to help you fill in the gap in knowing what you need to take control over your finances um, and action steps to achieve the self-discipline you need to do that. So there's a huge gap uh, between the two, and it's hard to be frugal and tell yourself no if you have no reason to. So this is a planner that you can get. And it's editable online. It's a downloadable PDF, or you can print it out. Um, And it's something that you can look at annually um, just with yourself or with your spouse to help you guys uh, get on the same page with what your goals are financially. So you can head over to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash planner and see everything that's inside. See if you can benefit from it as much as uh, my husband and I have. Wow. I'm so proud of you, Jen. And you know what? I'm also very proud of you that you said the word editable without pause. Because I said it a few times. I practiced. Did you practice? Editable. 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 Yeah. Oh, editable. It does sound a lot like edible, but you did not even flinch at that one. Well, thank you. I appreciate that from you. Yeah, that's um, it's a sign of a good podcaster. Oh my gosh, you know what else is a sign of a good podcaster? Great podcast guests. Ooh, and we're in it today with Allison from Inspired Budget. We hope that you really enjoy this interview. Um, we had such a good time mm-hmm. with her, and there's so there was so much stuff at the end that we could not include because a it was not relevant to frugality, and b it would have made for a two hour long podcast. So, <laughs> but we enjoyed it. So we hope we, you enjoyed it too. Fun, yeah. <laughs> uh, so without further ado, here's Allison. 
We are so excited uh, to have Allison from Inspired Budget on today. How are you, Allison? I'm doing so great. I'm so happy to be here again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we feel like we are best friends with you right now. We've spent so much time with you. I love it. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be talking, even if it is the same conversation twice because of technology. But Allison, you've been a great sport about it. And uh, because we've already had this conversation, I feel like it's going to be that much better, that much more in depth. I think that we're just going to give our listeners really top notch the second round. I totally agree. I'm so excited to be here again. And that's how much we care about our listeners. We really want to get it right. We really want to get you. That's right. The first one's not good. We're going to do it again. We just say, throw it away and come back and Mm -hmm. just drink up until then because it makes the pain go away. (laughs) We've got this. This is going to be good. This is going to be good stuff here. Mm. All right. So let's do it. Let's dive in, Allison. You are the creator and writer over at Inspired Budget. You and your husband have paid off $100,000 of debt, which is six figures in case anybody is wondering. Um, So we want to talk to you about that journey to debt freedom. Where did it start? Yes. um, I'm so excited to tell you about this. So we actually didn't start our journey until we realized that we were pregnant. Um, There's nothing like a baby that'll make you be an adult. (laughs) (laughs) I don't Um, know that feeling. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going to change. But, you know, we got married and we got pregnant on our honeymoon unexpectedly. And when we came home and, you know, two weeks later, I was like, what? happened here. And, and, how, uh, how did this happen? I, I, no one, no one told me. They skipped this in health class. <laughs> and, or you weren't paying attention. Well, chances are likely I was talking to someone during Probably that time. <laughs> so anyway, you know, we, whenever we realized that we took a, we had to look at our finances and I was like, okay, well, you know, daycare is going to run us anywhere between seven to $800 a month. And I was like, we don't have seven or $800 a month left over with the way that we're currently spending our money. And so it really forced us to look at our budget um, and decide that the debt that we had, which was a mountain, we felt like we were standing at the bottom of the mountain and looking up Mm. in fear and panic and not prepared. um, Mm. You know, we decided to tackle that. And those debt payments were over $1,400 a month for our minimum debt payments, not including our mortgage. And so we knew that if we could get those gone, that we would be set for, you know, Mm. for financial freedom. Yeah. What were your guys' jobs? So we are both teachers. I Mm. am a fifth grade math teacher and my husband is a band director for middle school. Wow. And what kind of debt was it that you guys had to pay off? So we had um, mostly student loans. It was like about $90,000 in student loans. And the rest was a car that we just had to buy because we got pregnant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so the rest was a car. And it was, you know, overwhelming to think like, how, how on earth does someone spend that much money on student loans? You know, and this was after Mm. my, this was several years after actually being out of college. So we had already paid on student loans. We had never actually paid attention to our balance or added up all the small student loans together. Um, Mm. we never had that talk before we got married about our finances. And so it was a shock to us. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you sell the car or did you keep it? No, we kept the car. Um, We went ahead and kept the car and just paid it off. You know, one of the things that strikes me about your story is that you, instead of being at the bottom of this mountain and thinking, look at how big this is to tackle and, oh, we're going to have a baby. So might as well just throw, throw more money on top of it because we need a crib and we need a car seat and we need to send them to college eventually. Let's just tack on the debt. You guys said to yourself, let's actually pay this down so that we can be in a better position. How did you arrive to that? Because I think people could swing one way or the other, just either pile it on or no quick, let's get rid of this. 
Yes. Um, you know, I think it would have been easier to just pile on the debt, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, because when we looked at the debt, it was very scary and we were mm-hmm. terrified, especially me. Um, I had lots of anxiety. I had all these hormones. I was yeah. pregnant and I thought, how am I going to care for this baby if we can't even send it, you know, can't afford to send it to daycare. And, um, I, I think that it was a matter of like owning up to, our truth, owning up to mm-hmm. our financial truth and facing it. And facing it is sometimes the hardest part, like 100%. And once you face it and you really, truly are honest with yourself about it, it's easier. And so instead of buying all of those things for the baby, you know, we asked mm-hmm. for some of the big ticket items for gifts from our family. And then I did lots of thrifting. We went without a lot of things and we sacrificed, oh. you know, how, I don't know if you, you both don't have babies yet, but um, have you heard of like the baby moon? Yes, yes. Yes, like, going on yes. a vacation. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, didn't do that for either of them. <laughs> oh, it's amazing because it sounds amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's wonderful. You should totally try it if you don't have debt. <laughs> you know what the, the you know, new thing we, is, is kinder moon. Have you heard of what this? What is that? No. Yes. Oh, stop it. It's like a Disney thing where wild. you do like, I have no clue, but it's from Disney and it makes you take a Disney trip or something. You look it Before up. Before you enter kindergarten? I, I guess. I don't know. But it's called Kinder you know, Moon, and it's the next big baby moon. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's like they tie at those mother's heartstrings. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like they, they they use us to get their money. It's brilliant. It's genius. genius. <laughs> it really. is. It's amazing. They're good at what they do. <laughs> Whoever came up with that idea, Disney gets a raise. That's all I have to say. We're um, going to label this podcast all about moms and we're going to get all the moms to listen. And then our podcast is going to get huge. So we're, we're doing nothing different really than Disney. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just asking people not to spend as much money on listening to us. Yes. And face your financial truth. That's true. That's true. We are giving them some really great great things here. Yeah. So you talk about that. Uh, I saw you talk about that on your blog too, Allison, this whole facing your financial truth concept. Is there more that you can say to that? Like, where did that come from? What does that mean exactly? Um, to me, it means like actually totaling up your debt, looking at your income and looking at your expenses. Because the first time we did that, we saw that we were spending like seven or $800 a month in restaurants and eating out and not even good restaurants, like <laughs> all the, like bad places. Mm-hmm. Like why, what are we putting that. in our bodies? I know. Yeah. And I'm like, if we just cut this out and some other things, we could not only afford daycare, but we could mm. also put extra money towards debt. And so facing your financial truth to me is being honest with your spending, tracking your spending and truly knowing where your money is going and owning it and taking responsibility of it and also not making excuses for it. Because yeah. I could mm-hmm. have said, um, you know, oh, I have student loans because my parents weren't, you know, weren't able to completely fully pay for my college. But mm. why would I be throwing off blame on someone else. It's in my name. It's my student loans. It's my responsibility to take care of them. And that's the kind of mindset we need to have. So how did you get to that point? Like, do you think that you would have sat down, taken a look at your debt, figured out a way to tackle it if it hadn't have been for this surprise baby in your belly? Absolutely not. No way. Oh my gosh. No. It, I, who knows where I would be today if we didn't have that kind of thing because I wasn't ready. You know, I was young and I had graduated from college and I felt like college life was so depriving. You know, I didn't need to get to go to Mexico every spring break. So, oh, I'm so deprived <laughs> I hate as a that. college student. I hate when I can't do and, that. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until we were like, you're, you know, you're being given this baby own up. Like Mm. you gotta be an adult. And it was not until that time that my husband and I took a step back and we were like, whoa, you know, something's got to change and no one's going to do this change for us. We have to do it for ourselves. But um, I'm not saying that everyone needs like a bundle of joy to come into their life. (laughs) But that was our motivation and that is what motivated us. And I wonder if, um, you know, if we would have been motivated if it wasn't for that, maybe eventually, mm. but I think we would have gone into more debt. Oh, and I didn't even tell you this, but, um, we also bought a timeshare on our honeymoon, oh. like not, not a full blown one, but we bought like a $4,000 trial timeshare, um, 
because you got a lot more than you bargained for on your honeymoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yes. And, well, and what's crazy is, is like two days later I had guilt and I was like, Matt, we need to cancel this. He was like, no, it says you have 30 days. I was like, no, they said three days. He said, no, 30 days. We come back, get pregnant. He goes to cancel it. And it was three days. I was like, boom, I'm right. Let's start this marriage off the way it should be. No kidding. Yeah. Let's just set the, you need to learn set the some foundation. important words. And that's yes. So, right. I, yeah. So actually that, that $4,000 is in that number, that 111,000 too. I forgot about that. Uh, how old and were we didn't you guys? Go. Um, I was, oh goodness. I was 24. Whenever we got pregnant, and that would make my husband 28. Oh, wow. And you didn't even get to use the timeshare. We didn't even use the timeshare. Now, we gave it to a friend to go, a couple friend that we had, because we had an infant, and we were like, you take them. It's too expensive to fly. You know, by that time, we had gotten into this this lifestyle of, you know, we're not going to take these big, fancy vacations. It's not worth it to us at this point in our life. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly... I feel like we chose the best time of our life to work on our debt freedom because our kids are young Mm -hmm. and they didn't know what they were missing. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it was easy to turn down those fun vacations and those extra things and Mm -hmm. um, everything that that maybe we want to do now, now that we are debt free. It's such an interesting perspective because I feel like so many people that I hear talk about finances who are young parents are like, they're only going to be young once. This is when they're young. This is when we need to give them everything. Let's wait to figure all this stuff out till they're in college. They're out of the house. But I like Mm -hmm. that perspective of saying, look, yeah, they're young. You only have this once, but there's ways to enjoy that. And, And also they're young, but they're too so like we don't need to go to Disney <laughs> yeah. like they don't know what a kinder six. moon is exactly <laughs> they don't I don't know. know what a kinder moon is <laughs> absolutely and I I totally agree you know because they don't know and as long as honestly they're spending time with you and it's quality time mm. they don't care where they are I mean is it nice like driving to the beach and doing that, those type of things absolutely and you can make that affordable but to me when they were infants and in their terrible twos and threes. Don't let anyone tell you that three is easy. Okay. I'm going to be the first to lay it on you. It's not. Um, but those were our times to be able to stay home and spend time with our family and save and send our money to debt. So that now that we've been debt free for two years, we took a family vacation to the beach and we didn't, there was no guilt involved in it. That's amazing. So how long did it take you to become debt-free from the time you found out we have a baby, we got to pay this off Mm -hmm. to now being two years out? How long was that? It took us four and a half years. And remember, we're two teachers, two teacher salaries, four and a half years to pay that off. Wow. You must have been going hard. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Nerd Wallet, finance smarter. My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com frugal. That's mintmobile.com frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. What were some of the things that you guys had to do? I mean, so like four and a half years, that's a journey. That's mm-hmm. not 
oh, we just decided to do this thing, so we did it, and and now we're good. It had to have changed a lot about the way you approach money, what you do with it, probably has even impacted your lives now. But anyways, yeah, yeah, talk about that a little bit, the journey, the decisions you made. So first off, you know, we started with making a budget, and um, our first budget was the most terrible budget I have ever written in my life. It was awful. It was like 10 days in, you know, cause we only get paid once a month. So it's like a third of the way in and it was like all the money was gone. I mean, it was so bad. Um, oh. but you know, we chose at that moment where we could either give up or keep going. And so we picked ourselves up and we made another budget the second month and it was awful. It, it was a little bit better than the month before, but the month before was really, really bad. <laughs> and so, you know, by the, yeah. So by the third month, we had a budget that was somewhat decent. And so we just kept Mm. going. And there were times whenever I would want to give up and I would want to go on a shopping spree. And my husband would kind of talk some sense into me, focus on our goals, go back to your why. And I would, you know, go back in the house and say goodbye to Target forever. (laughs) It felt like... Is he the more frugal one? He is. He is by nature. I'm a spender. Like, I really am. I even, you know, growing up, I would spend all my money and, and my, we had these bank accounts or, um, like piggy banks. And my mom had said, you know, whatever you save, we'll put in the bank. And I think maybe there was like a matching, like they'll match it or whatever. And my brother would save everything. And I liked to see my money in the form of candy or, um, Barbies or American girls. You know, I like mm-hmm. to see my money right in front of me in the form of things. And I've been that way since I was little. And so, Whenever my husband and I, this actually funny side story, when we were dating, we went to Ulta and we walked out of Ulta and had just spent $200 on makeup. And he was like, do you do this all the time? Like, (laughs) are you sure? Is this normal for you? And I was like, what are you talking about? You got something wrong with my, like, you don't control me. This is my makeup. (laughs) So what if it happens every week? (laughs) Yeah. So what? It's not your money. Um, and so I am a spender by nature and I had to learn to rein in those habits. And I did that by, um, well, truly seeing myself paying off debt and almost setting like a competition with myself. Like last month I sent a thousand dollars a debt. Can I send more this month? Mm. And so I kind of create honed in on that part of it to help me no longer be a spender. I mean, I'm still kind of a spender, but to really enjoy that saving and paying off debt piece. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of spenders can use to their advantage um, because they can see, and this is something I did too, like putting all that money towards debt and making multiple payments per month, not just like the one at the due date, but like just constantly mm-hmm. keeping it at the forefront of your mind. And then it like kind of tricks you into like you're spending on something cool, but you're just spending on but you're not. something you already got, which is your education. <laughs> but I promise it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're spending the money on freedom, yes. future freedom. There you go. It's the <laughs> From two spenders, just yes. trust us. Yes. Um, so was your, was your spouse equally on board with this debt payoff? What, what did that look like in setting that goal to be debt free? You know, um, we were really lucky because he was, he was on board. I was on board. There were times, like I had said, where one of us needed to kind of pick the other up. Um, Mm -hmm. but most of it, you know, when you have that, that fear, standing in your face and glaring back at you, you're willing to do things that maybe you didn't think you were willing to do before. And that's, that's where we came from. We came out of fear, but then what, what was fear turned into motivation and inspiration and, um, goals truly. So what Mm -hmm. can start out as fear doesn't, you know, can be morphed into something that's better. Mm. That's awesome. Wow. Um, yeah. So I know that like, Babies don't cost as, you know, they don't have soccer games or dance classes, but they do have Mm -hmm. a lot of other high costs like expenses. So how did that impact you? Yes. So um, we had our, like my parents bought the car seat and the stroller and his parents bought the crib. So we had like our two main things taken care of. And the rest of the time, my husband, he was a band director. So he would go to competitions on Saturdays. I would go thrifting. So I would look on Craigslist for different garage sales that were listed, especially like church garage sales. Cause they have mm-hmm. lots of stuff 
Um, you know, cause everyone comes in and brings their stuff together mm-hmm. and I would go and I would find baby items. I would find bouncers and swings, anything that I could hand wash or wash in the wash, um, dish. What is it called? Not the dishwasher. Yeah, the washing, washing machine. machine. You got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If I could wash it in the washing machine on high, you know, heat, I would get it. Um, because I knew that that was going to be a lot less expensive and we just slowly, I almost had like an allowance. I had a, um, a cash envelope that was $50 and I could spend $50 a month on baby items. And so I would go around to as many places as I could and spend my $50 and then I'd start over the next month. And that allowed us to build our baby supplies, I guess you could call it over time, um, on a budget. And it wasn't something where it was like I was spending $600 in one month. We spread it out slowly. We asked for gifts. And then we also did without a lot of the things that some people might think are necessary. Mm. We just decided, you know, we, I read a lot of books and a lot of articles on what was actually, what actually do you need? And we went without the things that seemed kind of pointless, or we went with more items that had multiple uses. What was like one thing that you didn't get that people were like shocked that you didn't get? Oh gosh, I can't even remember. They're, they're older now. (laughs) So I can't, I can't even remember. I'm trying to think back. And, you know, I think though, it also comes to the point where like everyone knew I did not hide my journey. You know, I shouted it from the rooftops. I talked about it with anyone who would listen. Mm-hmm. And so people were less likely to criticize mm-hmm. because I was really just overly excited and intense about it. And even if they did criticize, I don't, I don't hear that very well. I don't listen to that negative criticism. Um, and so I just let it go in one ear out the other. I'm like, well, it's not your baby, whatever. <laughs> and, um, and so you know, I can't think of too much of that in that regard. Mm-hmm. Cool. How old are your kids now? Um, I have one that is six and one that is four. Nice. Both boys. So what was it like when the second one came along? Was that planned or? Oh, yes. He, um, he was planned. And, um, you know, I was really nervous about taking on two daycare costs because we were going to be spending anywhere between $1,400 and $1,500 a month in daycare costs. And we were sending... Um, I think it was like only seven hundred or thousand dollars. I can't remember a month to debt extra, extra on top of everything, and so I was very nervous and had lots of anxiety about this slowing down our process. And what I thought would take us five years would take us, you know, eight years. Mm-hmm. And um, that summer before I gave birth, my husband actually got a new job in a different district, and he got a raise, a big raise. And the raise that he took home monthly after taxes and everything was the exact amount for daycare for our new Whoa. baby. Yes. It was wonderful. And that allowed us to continue on with that traction in our journey. Awesome. Mm. Was he looking for That's- a new job or did it just come? Um, he was, well, that's a bit of a touchy subject. <laughs> he was, um, he was, we were going to be looking within the year. He started looking about a year earlier than we had planned. Yeah. Um, but you know, it definitely worked out in the end. So we're happy where we are. Yeah. I think it's just mm-hmm. like a testament to like always be on the lookout for something that may be better. Even if you're mm-hmm. happy where you are, something could easily change. You get new management Absolutely. or new teammates. Like when you're not working for yourself. When you're working for someone else, things can change so easily. It's worth it to always just keep mm-hmm. your eye on what's happening out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, and the next year later, I ended up moving to that same district and I also took a pay increase, not as much of a pay increase, but I also got a pay increase. So that was good as well. That's awesome. That's great. What about health care for your kids and yeah, kind of that whole thing like for Paying yeah, for like you add like, babies and then you've got mm-hmm. doctor's visits that you have to take them to. Like, oh, I don't always go to the dentist, but sick. like kids do. <laughs> So, um, when we found out we were pregnant, we actually didn't pay extra on our debt. We let it, you know, we paid the minimum payments and we saved up as much money as possible because I was going to be out of work for eight weeks and it wasn't like paid maternity leave. I only got as many days as I had. And so there were going to be like five weeks that I was not paid. And so we saved up money as much as we could. And then whenever I was, you know, everything was back to normal, we paid the hospital bills off with the money we saved, we started our debt snowball again. And then um, same thing whenever our second son, when we got pregnant with him, we paused everything, we paid the minimum payments, Mm -hmm. we saved as much money as we could. 
And then we paid off those hospital bills, lived off of some of it because I wasn't working. Um, you know, I was on maternity leave. And then we also got hit with some unexpected surgeries for my youngest son. Mm. Um, so that was that was a little bit more difficult. You know, when you get pregnant, you have nine months to kind of, or at least like usually seven or eight months to process it and plan for it. But when you're hit with like these surgeries, you don't have as much time. Mm -hmm. And so in those cases, we did extremes like we, well, not extremes, but we took on some extra side hustles to save some money to be able to pay the medical bills and um, things like that to be able to not continue to go into debt when things Mm. were unexpected. What were some of those things for you guys? Like, I think especially as teachers, or if there's any teachers who are listening in, you know, you do have the summers off and sometimes it can feel unrealistic to actually make money, but are, is there anything that you guys did or tips that you would have for people who have some months off in the summer and might yes. be working? So one, one year I taught summer school because that was the year my son had a surgery and we knew we were doing that. So we wanted to have some extra money to pay for those hospital bills. Another year, my husband taught summer school in a different year and we sent all that money to debt. And then, um, my husband actually has his bus driver certification because he's a band director and, um, yeah. And so for several years, he would actually drive like the football team that, um, the school that he worked for, he would drive the football team to their games or he would drive for band. And every time he drove, he would get a hundred dollars and that would be added onto his paycheck. And so any of that money, we would send that extra to debt or to savings, depending upon what we needed at the time. And I think, um, you know, if you're willing to look outside of your nine to five job, especially if you're a teacher, I used to tutor for $50 an hour because, you know, those parents who, who mm-hmm. they want their children to be successful and are willing to pay for a one-on-one tutoring session, you know, mm-hmm. they're willing to pay for their children's education. Um, so I would do that and I would, I would get on my bike and I, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I would ride my bike to my students' houses and bring all my tutoring supplies and, and ride my bike back. And oh my word, so cute. adorable. It was an adorable it was really picture cute. of you riding your bike to tutor yeah. with your yeah, supplies. It was, so, it cool. was so suburban America. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's what we did. Yeah. And something that you said earlier, you know, alluding to these kind of pit stops along the way in your debt payoff journey. I think that that can be a misconception when we talk about this journey, that it is full force, you never stop, and then you get there and you're exhausted and you vomit, which maybe <laughs> some people do that. But <laughs> that that there's the reality that life is still lived in the midst of this. Like You started on your debt payoff journey because you got pregnant, but mm-hmm. it obviously kept going once the baby was born and into years of that child's life. And so there's this concept that sometimes that gets put on pause or you stop for a potty break or mm-hmm. you look around for a minute. It's not always this just like I'm, I'm running a marathon and I'm peeing my pants and I'm not ever stopping. That's this is a very interesting. <laughs> Jill gets very vivid. <laughs> I'm giving, I'm I, giving people some good illustrations. And you're using lots her. of mom illustrations this is <laughs> to what, go along with it. I love it. This Am is what I we think. With this? Yeah, of this is a journey though. If we're going to yes. call it a journey, then what do you do on a journey? You stop and you mm-hmm. go to the bathroom. Oh, absolutely. People think that like <laughs> we just, yes, I, I don't even know where to go with yeah. this, but I completely agree in your analogy in that like people think that, you know, we just paid off debt in four and a half years and that's all we did. No, like we're human. Things mm-hmm. are going to happen. Life is unpredictable. That's the most predictable thing about life is things are going to happen and things did happen. And there were times mm. whenever I wanted to throw in the towel, my husband's um, transmission completely blew and there oh. we had, oh, it was awful. And we had like six months left until we were debt free. And everyone was telling us, buy a new car, buy a new car, buy a new car. But we had come so far and we were mm. like, there is no way we are buying a new car. So we dipped into our savings, rebuilt his transmission. And then anytime you dip into your savings, you have to pause and you have to send your savings back up. Because if Mm -hmm. you don't have some sort of savings in place, and it doesn't have to be a ton of money, but it has to be something. If you don't have something in place and life comes and throws you a curveball, you don't want to have to go into more debt Mm -hmm. to pay for those 
unexpected expenses because then you're just going to lose um, traction and you're going to lose hope and it's going to get yeah. you down. Yeah. How much was your good emergency word. fund during this? So that's a really good question. Um, you know, I know a lot of people abide by like the $1,000 emergency fund, but I don't because that's just too little for me. Um, that would give me that would make me so nervous and I would have anxiety about that. So ours was a thousand dollars per person. Um, so we would have, whenever it was just three people in our family, we had 3000 when it was four people in our family, we now have 4,000 and that seems to have worked really well. Another, another idea I have is it being your deductible on your health insurance. So whatever your deductible one, yeah. is, have that mm-hmm. be your emergency fund. Yeah. I think that's so smart because yeah, if something catastrophic happens, that's what your emergency fund needs to be. So it mm-hmm. it should cover whatever you can anticipate being the most catastrophic financial situation, yeah. which for a lot of people would be I've got to pay my deductible outright. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't you never know and there's car troubles, there's mm-hmm. there's health issues. There's pets. Mm-hmm. Pets will throw you for a loop. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Tell us. Actually. Okay. Oh my well, gosh. well, let me tell you that some pets just want to see how much you love them. And our dog decided to jump a chain link fence and, um, get his, yeah, he ripped out a toenail, which would be fine, except it was a Sunday. And why is that a problem you ask? Yeah. Well, why? Well, because the regular vet's not open on a Sunday. And so we went to an emergency vet and that emergency vet didn't know what he was doing. And he wrapped his leg too tight and gave him an antibiotic that was only an eighth of his prescription. And by the time we unwrapped his leg three days later, he had developed gangrene in his leg. And we had to go to our regular vet by the time we were back home and everything and have it amputated. And... You know, that was a huge expense that we weren't expecting. And I'll never forget the day it happened. I was like so upset, you know, because our dog is losing his leg and we're losing our emergency fund. And my husband, you know, he was in surgery. And my husband said, we need something happy to do. Let's go to the lake. And we drove across town to the free lake. And we went to this little beach on the lake and we spent the day there. Um, Mm. We couldn't be with our dog. Mm. And, you know, it was like in that moment where we could have been so depressed and so angry or not know what to do. We were like, my husband stepped up and I was like that. I was so depressed. I was so angry. And he was like, no, we need to go surround ourselves with joy and free joy. You know, you can do something Mm -hmm. for free, frugally, um, to still have, have that joy in your life. And so that's what we went and did. Wow. And now yeah. you have the most adorable three-legged dog. Oh my gosh. He gets so much <laughs> love. He gets so much more love and attention than he ever did before. Uh, he's, he's great. I love that when we talked about your dog before, which we didn't even get all those details in the last one. So yeah. This already is yeah. a better podcast <laughs> episode than the first one. But just that, that, that is then how your son thought that all oh. dogs were. Oh my gosh. Three- yes. Oh yes. So when my oldest son was like three or four, he was petting our dog, Joey. He's named Joey after, after friends, you know, Joey and Chandler. Oh he has a brother named Chandler. Yeah. And, um, he was petting Joey in the spot in the exact spot where he had lost his leg. And I said, Evan, do you know that's where Joey's other leg used to be? And he paused and he said, dogs don't have three legs. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I've been such a bad mom. No, they have four. <laughs> oh my gosh. Because <laughs> that's just all he knew. They yeah. have four legs. But what a good illustration, though, in this talking about frugal living and raising kids in a frugal household. They only know what they're exposed to. Mm-hmm. He is perfectly happy with a three-legged Joey dog. Yes. He's perfectly happy with the fact that you guys didn't go on crazy vacations while you were mm-hmm. paying off your debt. Like, I think that what you're talking about, I mean, it's like, it's a little bit of a stretch, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but like, babies that, no, don't I have Facebooks. <laughs> they can't see what their friends are Doing well, on Facebook as babies. Absolutely. And like we don't have cable. So guess what they don't see? Mm-hmm. Commercials. Toys R Us. So ads. they don't yeah, they well, don't see any sees of those that. anymore. 
<laughs> but wow. that's Let's all mourn. Actually, no, I'm celebrating. Yeah, <laughs> how much of an how much of an impact do you think that that has on them not seeing advertisements? Oh my gosh, it really has a huge impact because their their brains aren't filled with all of this want and all of this desire for things that are going to break anyway. And so when you when they are little, now when they are little, you can control what they're exposed to. And so um, even when you're walking through the store, you can try your best to control it. But my tip for moms is that when you're walking up and down the aisles of a store, if a kid sees something and he wants it, what I do is I take a picture of my son with that item. I say, you know, we can't get that right now, but let's take a picture and maybe we can, you know, get it later. Or maybe you can ask for it for Christmas. And the fact that he's able to take a picture with that item somehow allows him to say, okay, I took my picture, put it back, move on. And he forgets about it. Yeah, wow. it is, that's genius. It is life changing. It is life changing. Maybe I should <laughs> or try your it with kids food. Are just incredible. I no, yeah. no, no. They are average. I should try it with food. You know, like try when it you go, for ourselves. When you go to the like a fancy restaurant and someone orders steak, you walk past them and be like, "Can I just take a picture with your steak?" So I'm going to order that. Exactly. I just want Would to that be weird? It. I don't know. Is that crossing just the line? Just take a fork, like put your fork in it, bring it up to your nose, <laughs> yeah. and like smell it smell real it. awkwardly. Get your picture and then put it back on their plate. <laughs> that would be like a great first date thing. Oh my yes. gosh. This this is what I do to save money. <laughs> I'm just going to smell your food. If, oh, if you're single, goodness. don't listen wow. to us. You'll be single for a long time. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, that's a great tip. So tell us more about how you budget. You started at this place of we started our first month budget sucked. Second month, budget Mm -hmm. sucked. Third month, getting a little bit better. Now you've been doing it for years. How do you Mm -hmm. approach it now? So, you know, first off, you have to know what your income is. And so we always figure that out. And then we look at our expenses and we lay out all of our bills, all of our, you know, all of our fixed expenses. And then we go into our variable expenses, like our food, and our gas and everything that changes from month to month. And so we mm. lay it all out and anything that's left over, we would send to debt. And um, we did do some savings. Like we would always save for Christmas. We would save for a car maintenance fund in case or when our cars were broken or needed new tires or oil changes, things like that. And a lot of, we developed this lifestyle over these four and a half years so that whenever we became debt free, it didn't change much. We knew, and we still know to this day where every single penny is going. I can tell you how much money I have left before my auto drafts are even taken out mm. because that's how I got into trouble in college, um, was that I auto draft, you know, something was auto drafted and I didn't know about that. And that's kind of actually truly what started my financial journey. It's when the heavens opened up and the light came <laughs> down. Actually, it was like oh. rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> but In college. Yeah. And that's what we still do to this day. We budget. I write the budget because I'm like the budget queen in our house. I write the budget about a couple days before we get paid. The day before we get paid or two days before we get paid, I make my husband sit down with me and talk for Sam. I'm like, here's the budget. Tell me what you think. And um, I don't want to like, you know, give myself too much credit or anything, but usually there are no issues and he has to make <laughs> well, no, course, chance, no changes. Yes, of course. Um, and we still do that. We still live on a budget. We still practice those same things that we started, you know, seven years ago. Mm. You were right about the yeah. timeshare and you're right about the budget. that's right don't forget it everything else though I don't know (laughs) had no idea how babies happened but everything with money you were right yeah so now that you're debt-free what kind of goals do you set how do you evaluate that now when we first started our journey I thought debt-free was the end goal I was like once I'm there I'm done but you know over time as we got closer and closer to this goal I was like no I'm not done you know I have so many more things to look forward to and so what we started doing was we started setting life goals and so once a year over Christmas vacation when we are driving and this is a tip for all you with husbands or spouses or Anyone out there who doesn't want to sit down and talk with you about goals, you get them trapped in the car on a long <laughs> family vacation. Mm, this sounds good. And this sounds like it's going in yes, a good place. Because they can't escape. <laughs> they 
cannot escape. We reevaluate our goals for the upcoming year. And we don't just look at our financial goals. We look at our our goals when it comes to family, our goals when it comes to finances. We set personal goals. We do all of the above so Mm -hmm. that we can make sure that we are staying on track with where we want to be headed in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And we Mm -hmm. also reevaluate the goals that we had set the previous year. And I do it all just on a notes in my calendar on a notes page. That's amazing. And you're able to do that with two kids in the car on the six hour drive. Like they're not screaming in the back and like you can have a conversation. Well, sometimes they're screaming in the back, but we just (laughs) deal with them and they keep going. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, and we, and we talked to them about it. You know, I remember whenever we were doing this last year, my oldest son was like, what are y'all talking about? And I'm like, we're talking about how we want you to read. Like, <laughs> we're talking about your reading goals. We want you to be a better reader. And so we're setting these goals for you. Um, yeah. you know, and we hope that one day they'll join in on setting those goals whenever it's age appropriate mm. for them, which honestly, right now, my six-year-old, it, it totally can be this upcoming Christmas for it to be age appropriate. But we don't just limit it to finances now. We do have really big financial goals, but we now look at it overall and all-encompassing mm-hmm. type of things. Soon you're going to be talking with him about his moving out goals when he's 17. We're, ta- <laughs> well, we're talking about you no, getting okay, out of the so, house. Well, sometimes – okay, so here's a tip that I – another tip. And that's just full of tips. Another <laughs> tip I have is like – because we do want our kids. I mean, I know college isn't for every kid. Um, but I grew up where my mom would always say, when you go to college, when you go to college, when, you know, and so I grew up and I was like, well, when I go to college, I'll do this. And so that's what we talk about with our children. When you go to college. Now, if it comes to the time where college isn't the right fit for them, or maybe they need to go somewhere different, that's fine. But that's kind of like, when you go to college and my son will say, um, but I don't want to leave. And I'm like, yes, but you do because you want to experience this. And mommy also love you. But when you go to college and you move out, yes, you do want you're going to have so much fun. Yes. When you leave <laughs> my house. Trust me. <laughs> and that's, I think that's healthy for you too, as a mom to keep mm-hmm. reminding yourself that my child's going to grow. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. will move out. So as much as it's a reminder to him, it's probably helpful for you too, to be preparing yourself for that. Like, yeah, yes. you'll always be my child, but it's going to be healthy for you to move on and be a functioning independent adult in this world. Let's hope so. Mm. Sounds like you're on a good track already. Oh, yes. thanks. Well, it's that time of the week. Of course, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's time the for the bill of the, the week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Allison, every week we ask somebody what their favorite bill is. And as our guest today, we'd like to invite you to share your Bill of the Week. Well, it's not my favorite bill, but it is a bill. And it is my youngest son's daycare bill. And it is $657 a month that we send to send him to the best preschool. And we love to hate it. And we, you know, we love, we love to hate the bill. It's a good place for him to go. Don't like the bill. Mm. You got to pay for quality. Got it. You have to. And it's a wonderful place he goes to. Is that like inexpensive for daycare? I'm not familiar. I think that in most parts of the country, it is pretty inexpensive. He is a preschooler. So the younger they are, the more expensive it's going to be um, because the the teacher to student ratio is lower. But we are very happy with where he is. It's not, you know, the highest place that we could pay, take him to, but it is perfect and good for him and he is happy and healthy and love and safe and that's what matters yeah when's Mm, like the youngest they can start taking care of themselves just asking for a friend oh (laughs) asking for a friend i definitely say eight months old eight um you know yeah they can crawl they can crawl to where they want to get no kidding um i actually joke around with you know every single every now and then my husband because we don't have family in town to like take cheap date nights where 
parents will watch them or grandparents will watch our kids. So we're always like, do you want to leave them with Joey today? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Joey's good. Joey's got he's three got good legs. He's only got three legs, but he's good. Yeah, he's, he's got more than enough <laughs> legs for two kids, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his legs almost out, almost outnumber their legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean... He's almost um, got a leg up on him. Uh, oh, oh, you've got so many good leg jokes. Oh, god, I do. I'm filled with them. I love it. Well, if you want to submit your bill of the week, if it's as good as daycare bills, or maybe you met a dude named Bill, whatever, we don't care. As long as it's got to do with bills, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill to get our Google voicemail number. Or email us a voice memo to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. Nerd Wallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade, Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet, finance smarter. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. To get back to budgeting, I know you use cash envelopes and I have never been able to make cash envelopes work for me. So I was wondering like how you make it work for your family. Yeah. So we started using cash envelopes right away when we were budgeting and they can be very confusing. A lot of people think they'll message me and they'll think I literally take out everything in cash that's in my bank account. And no, I don't. I'm not crazy. And I walk around with thousands of dollars in cash um, in my purse every day. I would be so paranoid. Yeah. But yeah. But what we... Um, what we do with our cash envelopes is we have chosen the categories that we tend or I tend to Mm -hmm. overspend on such as groceries and restaurants. Like food is big for us. We, we overspend on food easily. And so the cash envelopes help rein in our spendings. We use cash envelopes for, um, clothing and like back to school items. We had a back to school cash envelope. So you use cash envelopes because it gives you a set amount and you can physically see when you are running out of that money, instead of having to go through your bank app and add up all the transactions and see if you've met that that amount, you physically can look at it and count it and know, okay, if I had $200 in my groceries envelope for two weeks and I spent $150 one week, then, you know, I only have $50 left and I need to make that work. Mm -hmm. And it really allowed us to rein in our spending and be in more control of our spending so that we can make progress on our financial goals. And, um, when it comes to, if you've never started cash envelopes, I would not recommend you start out with tons of categories because you're just going to hate it and you're going to throw them away and curse my name. And we don't want that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) So no, none none of that. So what I recommend people do is start with two, maybe three envelopes in where they tend to overspend the most. So if it is a Ulta envelope, so you can go and buy makeup, (laughs) so you don't walk out spending too 
hundred dollars in makeup and yell at your boyfriend at the time. Keep your ultimate um, budget uh, one fifty. That's kind of yeah, nice, exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, like I'm just gonna raise that a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then that's what you need to do because the ultimate goal of it is to help you control your spending so that you can reach the and maintain your budget and stay in budget the goals you set. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I would say with the cash envelopes. I love them. I know not everyone is for them. My thing is trying for three months. If you try them for three months and you hate it, fine. Like that's okay. No hard feelings. We'll move on. You know, it's okay. You've given it an effort, mm-hmm. but don't mm-hmm. try it after a month and say, this is awful. I can't do this and mm-hmm. give up because you're not giving it mm-hmm. any justice. Same. I mean, same thing with the budget. Like if you yeah, had based it off that. of the first month, like then you failed. Yeah. Yeah. Then and, we'd be at $150,000 worth of debt or something <laughs> like that. How do you, what do you think the impact is then on your kids with you carrying, you know, really budgeting and and having Mm -hmm. conversations openly and using cash envelopes? How do you think your kids are internalizing this as they're growing up in that environment? You know, as a mom, my initial response to you wants to be like, oh my gosh, it's wonderful. I'm really teaching them. And the truth is I'm, I'm somewhat confusing them um, <laughs> because my oldest son, who is six, I think he might think we're poor. And it's because he'll <laughs> say he wants something and I'm like, oh no, that's not in the budget today. Or he'll be like, well, can we go to McDonald's? How much is left in the restaurant's envelope? Do we have enough? And I'm like, and he'll be like, if we don't have enough, I can buy it too, mommy. I can give you some money. I'm like, not that we need the money. It's just that we're, we had a set amount and we, you know, we don't want to overspend on that set amount. So I like to think that, you know, with age, he'll understand a little bit more, but we really are trying to teach our children that, you know, they have chores they have, we call them contributions in our house. And they have some expectations set for them. And if they follow through with the expectations four out of seven times, which is generous in my opinion, then they can earn money. And from that money, they have to give some of their money. They have to save some of their money. And then they get to spend some of their money. And they are saving up their spend money, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. to buy their own things. And so whenever we're walking through Target and my son sees something he wants or he sees something a friend has, I'll say instead of saying, oh, well, I'll buy that for you. Or maybe Santa Claus can get that for you. Mm -hmm. I'll say, well, maybe you can look and see how much money you have in your spend jar. And it allows him to be more aware of, number one, you need to be doing some work mm-hmm. around this house and giving back so that way you can earn some money to get the things you want. And number two, you know, you need to be aware of how much you have. And if you don't have enough, you need to wait and have that patience mm-hmm. to be able to save up for it. Um, but Gosh. yeah, I mean, I think we're in like this weird stage right now where he hears the word budget a lot, but Mm -hmm. I don't see, I think right now he sees the word budget as we don't have enough money. And so I'm really trying to Mm -hmm. help him learn that that's not what a budget is. When people say, oh, I'm on a budget, that does not mean they're poor. That means they are aware. Yeah. Whoa. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. That's bumper sticker. I would drop my microphone, but I don't want (laughs) to. Oh, and I know you love bumper stickers, don't you? I want to. I want to make I one one them. day. I hate them. Jen loves them. She I know. I knew them. Jill. I knew Jill. You hated them. <laughs> That'd be a good prank to like put bumper stickers oh, all over her car. No. That would be the. Worst. That would be the end of the podcast. Allison, would I would not be end. invited back. Would I? I wouldn't be invited back. <laughs> She would record without me. It's not even the clutter of them, which that's part of it. It's also the fact like, why is my vehicle my billboard to tell you all of my weird ideas (laughs) about society and life and my tribute to my dead friends? I don't understand. This is the best that I could do. Like my my friend (laughs) of my childhood friend passed away and the best that I can do to honor their memory is to write RIP on my <laughs> bumper? <laughs> what is happening? I don't understand. Uh, Do these Jill rants get edited out no. or is this gonna go? <laughs> That's gonna going to make in. it. This is a classic <laughs> great a a Jill rant and it's making it in. <laughs> I just, I like, we haven't really talked about why I don't like bumper stickers. I'm not saying like now's the time, <laughs> but, but you're getting maybe there should be an episode on this. I'm going to make a <laughs> memorial <laughs> bumper sticker. For something. 
for you, Jill. I just need the person behind me to know love, not war. R.I.P. Debt. Who I voted for in 2008. That still matters. (laughs) In memory of my student loans. I want to be branded like this. Oh my goodness. Okay. Where were we? Deep breath. We were just going to start finding out. Allison, so like what's next for your family, like financially? What are your next goals? And then also like what are your goals for Inspired Budget? Well, okay. So financially for our family, you know, we paid off this debt and we were kind of didn't really know what to do for the first three months we spent all our money. And then I was like, whoa, 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 this is not the way things need to go. You know, we need to rein it back in. Same, you know, same. Yeah. Got it. We got to keep on doing something better with this money than spending it on whatever, you know, we think we need that is just cluttering up our house. And so right now we are taking the money that basically we're sending to debt. We, we, upped our lifestyle a tad, but we're just so used to the way it is. We're fine with, we are very happy with our current lifestyle. So any of our leftover money, we are sending part of it to extra retirement. We do get retirement as teachers in Texas, but I just, I don't know. I just don't, it's not that I don't trust it, but like, what if the pension falls through? What if there's all these teachers that retire at once and they can't pay everyone? And, um, you know, and it's not even your full salary. And so we are maxing out two Roth IRAs, one for each of us. We are saving money for kids college and we both drive really old cars because that's what we believe in. And my husband's car, like, I I always wonder every time he leaves, I'm like, is it coming back? (laughs) (laughs) Will it make it this time? (laughs) Or do you even want it to come back? Yeah. Well, I, I hate his car, but I love that it does not have a payment on it and that we own it. So yes, I want it to come back, (laughs) but we are also saving for a replacement vehicle for him in the next couple of years. So we're doing all of those things and we're like saving money for vacations, trying to do all that. So there's lots of these savings goals. And so the, the tough part is figuring out, well, how do I know how much to save to each one? And so mm-hmm. what we've done is we've prioritized them. Mm-hmm. Number one, retirement. Like we know one day we're going to retire. Number two is, well, two kind of tied is college and car because those are two big expenses. Um, and we don't want to have to buy, we don't want to have to finance a car when that time comes. And so we kind of work our way down and we hit our priorities first, our big rocks first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is and different. So- it's difficult to transition from having one goal to looking at the rest of your life and saving for mm-hmm. multiple goals. It's kind of overwhelming at first. Mm-hmm. It is. And which is why we just didn't face it. I mean, we lived in denial for three months, mm-hmm. but we did take a, a vacation, a celebratory Mexico vacation. We saved for that Ooh, first. Yes. <laughs> we did that. And then for Inspired Budget, you know, my goal is to be able to reach more and more people and help others learn that budgeting is not scary and that mm-hmm. it is okay to face your financial truth and take back control of your money. And so, you know, my outreach with that is through Instagram. You can follow me at Inspired Budget. And then I also offer a free budgeting basics email course. And I offer this bundle to help you keep all of your finances together because I don't want anyone to have to be late on a bill because they didn't know it was coming or they forgot about it. Mm. And I also offer my favorite thing is a course where I take you through step-by-step how to set up a budget, how to pay off debt, how to make your budget work for you because everyone is unique and my budget Mm. isn't going to match yours. And it shouldn't because we're different and we have a different life. And um, that course is wonderful because it is a lifetime access to the course. And you also get access to our exclusive Facebook group where you get direct access to to me to ask me questions um, and help you on your budget. That's awesome. So basically like anything pertaining to budgeting, you are the go-to. Well, and if you follow me on Instagram, you'll get like some of my life and the stories and things like that. So nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming. You've got a new friend in us. Oh, this is like Toy Story. Yes. Yes. You got a friend in me. Without sliding into a furnace at the end of the movie. That's true. I forgot about that. I mean, it kind of felt like coming to another one. That's what I heard. Is that true? I bet it is because they just came out with the Toy Story Land. I'm going to take my kids to see that when it hits the $2 movie theater. I'm going to take myself to see that. (laughs) Right after I take a picture of myself with somebody else's steak. (laughs) 
And that's a right stick your fork in it. <laughs> That's all I need is a picture of me next to it. <laughs> a picture of it. Well, now that you've given us all these bad ideas and all these great tips, uh, we'll let you go. Oh, thanks so ideas. much for coming, Allison. Have a good one. Yes, thanks. Uh, Bye, guys. So good to have you. Enjoy your night. If you haven't heard yet, we are starting. Wait for it. You don't have to wait that long. Here it is. The Frugal Friends Book Club. So as you all know, our frugal friends, reading is a fantastic frugal activity. And even if you don't like to put your nose in a book or curl up by a fire with a blanket, like all these people talk about, you can get an audio book for those of you who want to listen to your book read to you because you can't stand books that don't have pictures. So like me, we're going to read one frugal book every month. We are already committing ourselves to that. Uh-oh. And we'll start in September. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've, we've made a big commitment, but we haven't started yet. So anyhow, we're going to start in September with The Year of Less by Kate Flanders. Kate did a two-year shopping ban that changed not just her finances, but her entire life. So we're giving away the book for free for every... Here's how you do it. So go on to... Uh, wherever you listen to our podcast, whether that's iTunes or Stitcher, for every five re- and review us. And for every five reviews we get this month, we will give away one copy of the book. So that's limitless. If 500 of you go and review us, which that'd be amazing and give us five stars, um, <laughs> we will give away a hundred books. See that quick math I did just there? I did. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's good. So yeah, leave us a review and and then screenshot the review to prove that you did it or just look at there's going to have to be some work into this. Yeah, there's no trust here. <laughs> so screenshot the <laughs> review so then we'll also know like whether or not you gave us five stars and then we can like come after you if you didn't. Um yeah. email it to frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. So it's spelt how you would expect frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And we will select the winners on August 31st and we will get you that book. Yes. And if you want an example of a good review, uh, here's one of our favorite five-star reviews. It's from Lisa Tella. It says, lovely and reasonable. Thanks for not making me do six side hustles because I'm tired. This is such a fun and accessible show for new and experienced frugal folks alike. And uh, we will also make you not do six side hustles because um, <laughs> yeah. we are also tired. So <laughs> thank you. And um, please leave us funny reviews anywhere. We just love reading them and uh, we share them on the podcast. We share them in our Frugal Friends community um, on Facebook, which you can join at frugalfriendspodcast.com slash group. We have so much fun in there. There are so many oh, gifts. Oh, my word. Sometimes Mm -hmm. there are memes. Memes just recently started popping up, which is great. (laughs) Um, And then we also just uh, hang out and talk about frugal stuff. So join us in the group. We'll be announcing winners um, via email and in the group. So if you want like some public glory, join the group so that we can tag you uh, Mm -hmm. in the winner's announcement. And then you can give us your GIF of your victory dance. Oh my gosh. You You can post as many GIFs as you want if you win. Uh, there's no limit so thanks again for hanging out with us Um, if you want to hang out with us more of course hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast and we will come at you every frugal friends friday so until then peace enjoy your friday frugal friends is produced edited and mixed by eric siriano Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 